Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. Uh, let's see, what's going on, Derek? Mm, just busy on my end, getting ready for my trip. And I'm uh, still recovering from mine. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting old, buddy. I know. You're getting old. <laughs> Uh, well, you didn't have your canoe. You didn't. That's a big, big thing about your trip is you guys didn't have the canoes and all that to to worry about. Oh, you, what do you mean to worry about? To bring back and store and yeah, we yeah. We, um, so Martin, his went back with him, but we had a rental, so we dropped it off right up there. Yeah. So we drove all the way back without a canoe on the roof. It was you don't nice. have to worry about getting home and yeah. putting it in the garage or exactly. Anything like yeah, that. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now you guys, you brought your own paddles though. No. Uh, the only thing we used of our own was uh, any camping gear. Nothing for on the wall. Uh, life jackets. Life jackets. Life jackets. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, actually, that makes things even easier. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Less so, of your own gear that you had to bring, the better it is. Yeah, and I wasn't worried about breaking anything, and so it was nice. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm just getting all gear ready. I'm making lists and dehydrating and... Getting all my stuff ready. Getting and all geared up. All geared up. I looked at the weather. You must be excited. They did a weather forecast, a 14-day weather forecast. I was looking at that. I looked there at your weather. There was a term, snow showers. <laughs> Expected that. I was looking at your weather and I was like, ooh, that's going to be a mite bit cold. Because they, they do this real feel stuff now for temperatures and stuff. And, and I was looking at temperatures of like, I think your daytimes were averaging about 5 to 8 degrees. Yeah, like, around, well, around highs, 10s. There's a few lows, yeah. but then the night times were all like, you know, twos and ones yeah. and threes. Celsius, yeah. But the feel, real feel temperature was like minus two, <laughs> minus three. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, it's it's uh, northern Ontario. Yeah. Doesn't get much more north than yeah. that, you know, and uh, um, expect it this time of year. You know, the snow, like I say, the snows usually start mid mid-october yeah. right so i'm fully expecting that i don't mind the snow the rain's gonna suck though yes exactly anything that's gonna make you wet right yeah but the perci- uh, chance of precipitation they're saying a couple days are like 60 70 percent mm-hmm. other days it's like 20 percent yeah so 20 percent chance means 80 <laughs> percent no chance it's that half full kind of yeah. guy but it's like playing darts right when you're looking at anything more than 24 hours ahead it's like it's like it's it's a lot of guesswork. Oh, it could all change by this yeah, Thursday. Computer modeling and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, come Friday <laughs> when we catch the train up, I mean, it could be totally changed. Yeah, it could be all minus fifty. Two feet of snow. Two feet of snow minus fifty. <laughs> yeah, uh, polar bears coming down to yeah. check us out in their tents. Exactly. You know, or it could just go the other way and be you know plus twenty five. Yeah, that sort of yeah. bugs are coming back out for a, sec- <laughs> for a second spring. <laughs> yeah, second spring yeah, hatch. That's just the way it go. <laughs> So I thought this week, uh, one of the tops we talk about, will be planning a late season Northern trip. Oh, that seems like a unusual timely, topic. Timely topic. <laughs> so, I mean, we always, I always go in October. I always go on an yep. October trip. Uh, I tend to stay below, well, central Ontario and lower. Okay. You know, so uh, below... North Bay. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Below North Bay. And, uh, but this year we decided, you know what? I'm going to go way north, you know, right up to James Bay, Moosonee. Um, so the thing you got to think of it, it's when you're getting up there at this time of year, it's not really summer and it's not really winter. Yeah. 
I mean, it's like, fall, it's, but it's the shoulder season. It's like you don't know what to expect. It's the it's the prime shoulder season where you're getting everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. and everybody say, "Oh, you got to remember the weather turns like on a dime." Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, one minute you're getting nice sun, the next minute it's clouding, next minute it's raining, then it's snowing. <laughs> you know, so yeah. all what is it? All four seasons in one day, <laughs> yeah, in exactly. one hour, yeah, sort of thing. So you got to be prepared for that. Uh, weather is the big factor. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Especially on a trip like this where it, it's, it's not like you're a hop, skip to jump back home. You're pretty isolated. You, yeah. you have to rely on yourself. You have to make sure. And it's the extra gear is going to be a bit of a pain. You're going to have to bring, you know, something that has to stay dry all the time. Yeah. For more than my right? Speedo and my uh, yes. little ne- yes. neck uh, bow tie, right? Yeah. I can't just be going up there and flip flops a Speedo and a bow tie. Yeah. You know, uh, now as much as I, I hate, and I'll get into this point a little later, uh, you hate bringing in extra stuff. I know. At this time of the year, I think I'm going to take my barrel along and I'm just going to put the extra warm stuff in there. Yeah. You know, um, well, I'll get into that a little later, but yeah, you got to expect cool to cold, mm-hmm. rain and snow. Yeah. And, you know, just hope for warm, sunny days. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're, you're probably not going to get as many as those, but. And your, uh, your ditch kit or your old. Chaos bag, as he yeah, calls it. Your yeah. Your chaos bag, your old shit kit. Yeah. Like you would, I, I if, if I was going, I'd be, there'd be a few extra things in there, like a, a full change of clothes, dry clothes that would just stay in that mm-hmm. all the time. Just, just in case, like, you know, Tinder and matches and stuff to, you know, if one of those foil space blankets and. Just stuff like that to, in case you get dunked and it's cold and you got to hide in the woods and warm back up. And Well, the one thing about this time of year is the water is lower. Yes. Right? Yes. So, um, so that risk is alleviated? To an extent. Yeah. I mean, you still, you still go over in a foot of water, you're still soaked. It, yeah, 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 yeah. But, it, but it's not really the water that maybe is going to make it tip over. It's going to be some stupid mistake or something, right? I got plenty of them. I <laughs> save them up. <laughs> uh, the nighttime dips in temperatures, you got to think about. Yes. So you got the heavy socks on your feet, nice wool socks on your feet yeah. to sleep in, a toque. Yeah. Um, keep some clothes in your sleeping bag with you. And even if you want, you get a little uh, extra blanket mm-hmm. to, to put in there, you know, wear a hoodie if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're taking, I'm taking my solo tent. With me, my Eureka Spitfire okay. solo. So I'm, yeah. I'm staying in that one. And uh, um, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, everything you need is, it, it holds what I need. Everything else will sit outside. Yeah, you know? it, your barrel will keep everything dry. Yeah, plus I got the big sea line yeah, pack, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and north winds can really pick up and maybe leave you windbound. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you, that's that's the other thing you really got to watch out for is when those winds pick up. Yeah, because uh, I suppose I never really thought about it until, like, I, I thought about it, but I just forgot about it. Now I'm thinking again, it's like, to find shelter, there's not a lot of trees to hide under. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's trees up, but yeah, it's they're not just, brush. yeah, there's nothing you're going to be able just to jump yeah. underneath a bunch of trees yeah. and, and whatnot. You're going to have to <laughs> hunt for it, right? Which means yeah. there also might be limited wood for fires or... Yeah. So we might have to burn a paddle or two. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what? Like I've I've got a tarp. Um, I'm bringing my canoe pole. Mind you, it's 12 feet, but if you set it in the angle, that sort of thing, that's, that's a support for, uh. A tarp. A tarp, right? Something, yeah. Yeah. A ridge line for a tarp tent. Yep. Something. 
Yeah. So yeah, we've got enough uh, about us that we know how to <laughs> make something to get out of yeah yeah out of the uh, the weather if we need to, right? I mean, we'll have our rain gear, we'll have yeah. warm gear, extra clothes just to change into. You know, like when you're sleeping, you, you got to make sure you've got warm, dry stuff exactly specifically for sleeping. Yes, because if you can't get a good sleep because you're cold and you're shivering, yeah, it just compounds as you go day after day after yeah. day, and it's a point where you know what we're out for eleven days. By day five, you're gonna go. I'm done, <laughs> and you're just gonna make a beeline. Tap for the, out. Yeah, you're gonna make a beeline for the uh, uh, the finishing point, right? Like, how far is the rail line from this river all the way along? Not all that far. Sort of. They all both sort of go in the same They go in area. the same direction. Yeah. Uh, but you got to do some good bushwhacking to get to it. Uh-huh. And you've got to then find one of the flag down stops. Oh, they won't just stop anywhere. Yeah, I don't think they'll just stop anywhere. <laughs> Mind you, that time of year, you never know because it's kind of odd. Yeah, look right. at this guy. He's in the middle of the, the But the you'll have a canoe with you. You'll have all your gear with yeah. you. And it's, yeah, <laughs> that's not happening. But if you just stay in the in the the river, the current's flowing that way. Yeah, it's going to take you there anyway. It's going to take you there anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, people, they, they can, they say from Moose River Crossing to Moose and E, you can make it like, they do it in like five days easy. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, if you want to just paddle, like you can make it four days. Yeah. But we're, we're heading south first mm-hmm. for a couple of days to where, like I say, the Missinabe and the Matagami meet okay. with the moose. Oh, the three, river, three yeah. river point. So we're heading down there for a couple of days first, and then we're all the, heading all the way back up. Yeah. And then you got to keep on going sort of deal. So yeah, 11 days, you, you want to be as comfortable as possible as well, especially that kind of weather, right? Uh, depending where you're going... Some areas and facilities may be closed. Oh, yes. Like campgrounds, shuttle <laughs> services, outfitters, because it's past end of season. Do you right? have a prime example for this? I've got a prime example for this. Tidewater <laughs> Provincial Park. It's closed. We had to get special permission Yeah. Uh, through the Local uh, Northern Parks and th- uh, from the Moose River Cree to yeah. uh, camp there for a couple of days while we're up there. Right. So yeah. that's, that's, yeah. So you're really good. And it's a good thing I checked all that stuff. Even, um, the, uh, so schedules may have changed as well on things like the Polar Bear Express, for instance. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't run on weekends. Yeah. So when that's, we're thinking we're going to come back on Sunday. Is that strange that it doesn't run on weekends? I would have thought it would run on weekends. No. It, it, so, so everybody leaves Cochrane on Friday. Yeah. Goes up Friday and they come back Monday. I suppose. So there wouldn't be, maybe there's not enough people to, they probably, Keep it going. Yeah. probably from experience to learn that there was, wasn't enough. Save two days years. and fuel yeah. and whatnot. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, we were going to come back to Sunday and then drive home, be back home for Thanksgiving, Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. That's not happening. We're Oof. actually catch the train on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because it's running on the holiday. Because it's running. It's, <laughs> and I made sure to check that. I said, okay, well, wait a minute. Monday is the holiday. You guys are running, correct? Yes, we're running. That's Thanksgiving. You are running, correct? <laughs> yes, it is running on Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> there, I was making her say it like six, seven times. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, that's... I mean, I'm we, recording this yeah. phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, you, you got to make sure... What where you're going, everything's open and stuff like that, right? Because yeah, yeah it's a, it's after way after end of season. 
oh, a lot yeah. of stuff closed September and then Thanksgiving, everything is closed and yeah, you know, um, the day I called up about the Tidewater, they were actually up there removing oh, signs and stuff like that for some of the yeah. facilities and that. So he said, there'll, there'll still be a couple of thunder boxes and that up there. Yeah. So yeah, you really. Know. You just need a place to pitch, pitch a tent. tent. Well, that's yeah. what I said. We just need a place to pitch our tents and yeah. and that sort of deal. And he goes, "Yeah, it's not." They say that that won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. So I was I was pretty cool. We've never had to do that before, <laughs> you know. Uh, food. Now, I mean, <laughs> the food is. We've been talking a lot of food lately. Um, one of the big I was things, told that. Yeah. <laughs> My wife listened to last week's show. She goes, you guys talked about food a lot. Yeah. Because like, we like What are you doing to the show for? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, food. The, I, I've been, like I say, I've been doing a lot of dehydrating lately yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, some of the food I'm bringing along, it's just like, going to eat like kings on this trip. <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 it dehydrates down so small. Small and light. Yeah. And that's very the key. light. So yeah. you can take a whole lot more, right? Yeah. But you have to make sure at this time of year, um, it's warm food and drinks mm-hmm. that you have yeah. accessibility. So don't bring ice cream. Well, you can. <laughs> Not recommended, but you can. <laughs> Soups to eat on cold, rainy days for lunch, as well yeah. as coffee, tea, hot chocolate, and my fave, hot apple cider. Mm-hmm. I like the hot apple cider in the evenings because you can mix that with rye. <laughs> you make yourself a hot toddy. There you go. I've got a few people hooked on those. Yeah, stuff to keep you warm. Yeah, you got to have warm food. Warm up your core temperature. Yeah, the food that's going to warm up your core temperature yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and with the food as well, you got to keep your energy levels up. Yeah. So granola bars, trail mix, anything like that that you can have. Watch out for the sugary stuff because oh, you don't want to you don't want to overload on sugary stuff and then yeah, sugar crash when you really need that energy and you're just poof, downhill right. Yeah. And yeah, water levels will probably be down this time of year. So that'll be great with the canoe pole. Well, you now, is there not expected to be a lot of rain this time of year? Off and on. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I would think that even though like you should have the, the low in late August, mm-hmm. early September, and you should be, the the water level should be increasing at about this time. So maybe you might be kind of... Maybe you might be kind of lucky then. Yeah. Get a little bit more water. Yeah. But even still, we're bringing the, pa- the, the poles oh, to absolutely. play around. Oh, It'll still be so, fairly yeah. shallow. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of experience. Are you bringing both poles? Um, maybe. Yeah? Yeah, usually you bring two, right? But yeah. just for what we're doing and where we're going, I'm mm-hmm. just bring one yeah. for ease. But, you know, you could teach him... Oh, no, he said he's going to carve himself one out of a tree branch. Oh, that'll work. So we'll see if there's a tree Make sure branch. Make close. Enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got a two-foot canoe pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens there. And what's next? Uh, being alone. Not many people travel late into the fall like this, up way up there. Well, I wouldn't imagine anybody would be traveling that way Anyways, it doesn't matter what oh, time yeah, of year. So there's people, there's people that still go up at this time yeah. of year. Yeah, very few, but there are some of us wieners that yeah. go up there. But it adds to the isolation factor too, yep. right? Be prepared to be alone. There probably won't be anybody around to help in case of an emergency. Exactly. As well. That's yeah. the big thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you really got to keep that in mind. Yet you're up there, you're alone, uh, just you and whoever's with you. Chances of seeing other people, 
could be slim to none. Yeah. So if something happens, you are pretty much on your own. Yeah. If you're getting troubled, it's yeah. Yeah. Days are shorter. Uh, we start, the days are like sunrise to sunset. If you go by the, um, charts, mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at about 12 and a half hours a day. Oh, still quite a bit. And then by the time we're done, like 11 days later, mm-hmm. we have about 11 and a half hours. Oh, okay. A day. Big change. Big change. Yeah. It's, it's really mm-hmm. changing really fast, but. Now, hopefully the clouds participate. <laughs> Chance to see the Aurora Borealis. Ah, uh, yes. Lights. That's going to be amazing. If you're lucky enough not to have clouds. You're bringing some decent camera equipment? I'm bringing all my camera equipment, yeah. Excellent. Camera equipment, film gear, you name it. That's another thing altogether. Uh, that's going to be heavy stuff, but again, yeah. it's all in waterproof bags and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and I don't think you have any portages really, do you? No, if anything, we'll line some rapids yeah. and... And whatnot, but uh, yeah, nothing major. Mm-hmm. Nothing major. Uh, clothing. And this is the big one. My grandfather always told me, you cannot put on what you do not have. <laughs> you can always take stuff off, but you can't put more yeah. on. So that's why I was saying earlier, that, you know what? I may bring an extra ca- uh, pack or barrel, whatever, just to put warm clothes into. Yeah. Because it'll stay dry mm-hmm. and... Yeah, and that's the big thing is keeping it dry. Yeah. And if something happens, I just pop the top off the barrel and I got warm, dry clothes yeah. that I can put on, right? And, uh, you know, you got this time of year, you got to pack extra items as well. Long john, sweaters, heavy socks, warmer jacket, that sort of thing. Yeah. And you're not really going to care about the weight you save um, if you're damp and freezing. Oh, I know. You know, that'd be miserable. Yeah. If, if now I left all that back in the truck, well, how's that doing for you now? Yeah. yeah you <laughs> saved a bit of weight, but, yeah. uh, now you're frozen. Yeah. Um, how's that doing for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought one pair of pants on my Des Moines trip and I regretted it. Right off the bat. Yeah. 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 yeah we talked about you getting into Scott's pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This time of year, it's like I say, I have my day gear, which I fully assume is going to get wet. And then I have my camp gear yeah. and my sleep gear mm-hmm. at this time of year. Because the camp gear, you just wear around camp, that sort of thing. But, yeah. Uh, it's going to get grungy, yeah. whatever. Um, but hopefully it stays dry. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the uh, the gear for sleeping is just totally dry, nice and warm, you know. Check the fishing regulations. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. it's a big one. Yeah, because we're, we're at that point where some seasons are ending and... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Some to things be, are closed and yeah. you can't fish for them anymore. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it I think is like um, June to September and then it closes for a couple of months or something like yeah, that. Yeah, And then until season. December yeah. it opens again or something like that. Or some of it just closes in September and opens again Father's Day weekend in June. Yeah. So yeah, you really got to check the fishing regulations if you're looking at eating some fish. And where we're going, there's some prime fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Walleye, pike. Huh. Yeah. Bass. Hmm. Sturgeon. Exciting. Yeah. So if we want to catch some walleye, you got to make sure, you know, that there's no slot limits and that where you can catch them and that they're actually in season. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeehaw. I've already checked. So, you know. Plan to have fun. Yeah, of course. Because even though it's, you know, 
end of September into October. Yeah. And you're way up there and there's snow. Mm-hmm. You're still having a paddle trip. Yes. You know, you're still having a yeah. canoe trip. Don't get so driven by the goal of reaching Moose Knee Moose Factory. Mm-hmm. It's it's concentrate on every day doing a little bit having of fun stuff. Having some fun stuff. and, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Snowball paddle fights. And... Sit around the fire making s'mores <laughs> and take photos. Yeah. Watch the stars when the clouds aren't in the way. Snowball <laughs> fights. Make a snowman. <laughs> Do you want to make a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's beginning of winter. I mean, it's still yeah. cl- considered fall, but, you know, when the snow starts falling and stuff like that, enjoy it. Because when are you going to, how yeah. often do you do this? Yeah, how often do you get to experience something that yeah. unique, right? You know, and take it easy, relax, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's still, it's still a, a canoe trip, right? Keep safety in mind at all times. Cold water plus cold air plus rain plus snow equals hypothermia. Yes. You really got to keep that in mind. Once, you know, once the cold weather starts, the number of, like we say, the number of people out canoe tripping drops drastically. So Mm -hmm. if you're catching the old hypothermia there, again, (laughs) you're on your own. Mm -hmm. If things get too bad, do not be willing, sorry, do not be unwilling to pack it up and call it a day. Problem is, is... You can't just call it a day. No, no. Well, well maybe for see, the we, day. We, we, yeah, for the day, but we're also taking extra time. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I say, if we can so be done could, this in four days yeah. and we're taking 11, yeah. then you know what? Pack everything up and make it in four days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or yeah, maybe that's all it is, is you know what? Get out of the weather, put up a yeah. tarp, get out of that for the day, yeah, dry off. Cut the day short. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I've had to do it. A lot of people I know have had to do it. Yeah. It's you a know, smart thing to do. It it's, is a smart. Yeah. Always, it's always better to be safe than sorry. So that's if you're planning a late season northern trip. And I'm talking like northern Ontario or something like that. Yeah. You know, where you know you're going to get snow. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm just hoping we don't get ice. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, but it's, it's moving fast. And with the tides yeah. and all that. Because that's the other thing we have to take into effect when we start getting closer to Moose Knee. Yeah. Is the tides. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the salt I wonder water. how far up river that'll go. A little ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've got to watch out for it for quite a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. To start because until you hit it, like until you taste it, you won't know that you're in salty water. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I can't filter this. It's seawater. <laughs> well, and we've known we we know that whereabouts we need to start because I've got a uh, fold out. Um, I think it's like twenty liters, not twenty yeah. gallons, because twenty gallons is huge. <laughs> it's twenty li- It's got to be twenty liter bag. Yeah. Water bag. Oh, okay. That we can fill up to take to Tidewater with us. Yeah. Because, yeah, there won't be, uh, that'll be salt water there. Um, plus, we each have our um, four-liter Catadine uh, water filters. Yeah. Which is, you know, four liters clean, four liters dirty. So, there's an yeah. extra 16. So, we'll yeah. have almost 40 liters of water for yeah, two days. Play your cards, right? It should, shouldn't be too much of an issue. No, not at all. And, you know, if push comes to shove, we boil water for coffee and it's just salty coffee (laughs) maybe it'll catch on in seattle (laughs) so yeah you know what i'm i'm thinking it'll be good i think we've gotten stuff we've already i've printed off the uh uh weather statements already and i've printed off the tide charts already and all that sort of stuff so it's just a matter of you're well prepared i'm well prepared yeah so 
Anyway, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about BPA-friendly plastics. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So, do you remember... I, I don't remember was, much. I gotta say it was... Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember what you had for breakfast this morning? It must have been about 10 years ago. All of a sudden, everything started switch. All the Nalgene bottles yeah. and everything like that started switching to BPA-free. And I remember... It was about the time that I, I was... I remember get start, really started getting into camping and stuff here in Ontario. And it was... So what it was 2004 I did a couple trips then 2007 I I was doing more and more of it. So it had to be around 2007 I remember MEC switching over. Mhm. And it was this big push. It was like all oh, the labels there's big signs in the store BPA free. Yeah, I remember sitting there thinking oh, what a load of crap. Yeah, I remember thinking that too. It's like plastic plastic. Yeah, and the whole big thing oh they're just getting you to buy more stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know I've I've got yeah. eight perfectly kind of good now bottles. Yeah. Now they want me to buy eight brand new ones. Yeah. It's like ugh, give me a break. I, I do remember I think I still got some of my old ones too. I do recall that when that happened I wasn't sure what it all meant mm-hmm. and they were they were pushing stainless steel water bottles so i bought two of them right i never use them they're you know you drop them dent them and whatever and they're you know you can't see inside them and just you know stainless steel is not transparent oh you didn't get the transparent stainless <laughs> no, steel I'm just oh, no <laughs> 20 bucks more, you could have had the transparent ones. You, you know, see right through them. Transparent aluminum apparently yeah. exists. Does it really? Yeah. Not in my bo- house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in my house because, you know, it's out in the trash. Yeah. Can't see it. There, It was uh, it was the thing I saw, just not to get too far off topic, but transparent aluminum, they're saying that uh, it, it does exist. It's very expensive. And uh, basically, if you want a transparent aluminum windshield in your car, it's like forty or $50,000 for the windshield. Wow. Yeah. What did that do to a bug? <laughs> Ping. <laughs> Ping. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So no transparent stainless steel. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Like I said, I remember going into um, Mountain Equipment Co-op. And yeah. Everybody's pushing all these new BPA friendly this and friendly that. And all your old stuff, you should throw it out because it's chemicals are leaching into your yeah, water and it's gonna hurt you i you know what i don't grow a third arm or something like i don't that recall and, ever knowing what the consequences of bpa was well apparently dr patricia hunt from washington state university was yes. the one that discovered this 
And it oh. was... Does she say how she actually first found it? Because it sounded like it was incidental. So it wasn't on purpose. They accidentally discovered it. Um, I don't think they actually they, said. They don't say why. The, no. Yeah. Now this was a, an article I was reading on. I do believe I was reading it on Gear Junkies. Yes. Um. So yeah, they said they 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 said they discovered it two decades ago. So twenty years ago, not ten years. So well, it so probably, it must have taken ten years to. To get ramped up to, so they discovered it, published it, a couple things that by then about five or six years later, and then it starts to take hold. People start to panic, yeah. And then manufacturers finally get on the ball, and you hit about ten years, and it's like, oh, finally, some products are coming out. Yeah. So she claims BPA f- plastics, uh, sorry, BPA free plastics, which everybody's now switched to. Yeah. May carry the same risks, yeah, as the original BPA <laughs> plastics. And yeah, it was, so what's interesting is they're ta- saying that uh, it's just not. It, it's they're saying that it could be all plastics. Mm-hmm. So bis bisphenol bisphenol A, which is BPA, it used to be found in many products for the outdoors, especially the Nalgene yes. bottles, right? And then she found cleaning chemicals containing BPA were causative agent behind reproductive abnormalities in her lab mice. Yes. So, so far, all I know is lab mice are affected. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't let them come with me on trips. Uh, That's where she found it. And she found, so she discovered that these BPAs were causing uh, reproductive abnormalities. And then... It took it off from there saying, well, if all this stuff is leaching into your water and whatever you're putting in your Nalgene's and your plastic whatever's, mm-hmm. then chances are you're going to have reproductive abnormalities exactly. in your kids, right? Yeah. So, of course, all that took off and then everybody's like, well, we can't have that in our water bottles and all this. So it all got changed. Canada and the European Union ban BPAs uh, yes. used in in uh, baby bottles, the FDA doesn't let the uh, BPAs in infant bottles and formula packaging. Yeah. They keep it totally away. So now the researchers at um, Washington State University, including Dr. Patricia Hunt, published a new study suggesting that common BPA alternatives lead to the same health problems yes. as the, the, the previous ones. Yeah. It's a more stable plastic but it induced similar effects. Importantly, when we tested the chemicals in controlled experiments, we got similar results in each of them. Mm-hmm. And the researchers the researchers kept their control group of lab mice in plastic cages made with BPA alternatives. Yes. Uh, BPS, BPF, BPAF, and diphenyl sulfone. Mm-hmm. According to their findings, the control mice showed reproductive abnormalities. Yeah. So, so even the ones that were supposed to be not affected by anything were affected by the mere cages they were kept in. Exactly, yeah. So that starts to make you think, like... Well, it's... the, the Just look look around the room here. How much plastic is here? We're surrounded by plastic. Everything is plastic. My my computer mouse, my cell phone case, my USB The headphones. Keys, the headphones. Uh, the, the cases for my... External hard drives, like there's so much plastic around. Everything's here. plastic. Everything is plastic these days, right? Yeah, everything is plastic. 
And that's what she says is the study is immense, immense implications because there's so much plastic everywhere. Yeah. That even any um, studies that are being done, if there's any plastic involved, if yeah, it could skew the results. Results may be skewed. So think about this. Think about how this is going to rock the scientific community if this, if they like, they've already somewhat proven it. They're doing more studies. They're they're the net right now. I think it's going for peer review. So other people are going to start doing studies. Mm-hmm. So now think about this: is uh, anything like any reproductive growth studies or anything like that? Even if it had nothing to do with plastics, they're just testing, studying reproductive growth and reproductive issues. So now they're going, well, you know, our sampling pipettes are plastic or some of our beakers beakers are plastics. And and like a lot of these labs use glass business, you know, lab grade glass and stuff like that. But I think there's a lot of plastics that are used. Like the the fact that the mice in her test were kept, you know, it's like, well, mice cages happen to be plastic, right? Mm -hmm. So they're kept in a plastic cage and whoops, lo, lo and behold, the plastic cage caused reproductive issues in the mice. It's like... It, like the uh, the depth of effect across the scientific community could be huge. Yeah. Right. And how do you get away from plastic? You can't. You really can't. I mean, in this day and age, when they're trying to limit plastic water bottles and straws and all that stuff yeah. now. Yeah. But that's not for this. That's just because it's litter. It's litter, and turtles eat it in the yeah. ocean, and, and exactly, it's just, and, it's and, just everywhere. Yeah. So but you think about all of that. So, okay, so if this is happening here, yeah. when you see these big islands that they say they're... Islands of trash. Islands of trash yeah. and plastic and all that in the middle of the ocean, all that is then leaching into the ocean. Yes. Yeah. So what's all that happening? Yeah, it's incredible, This is like eh? massive. Just, I mean, if if you take what she's saying as, as gospel truth, yeah. this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. The, the consequences are brutal. I know, and think everywhere. Of, think about it this way: if with plastics and our exposure to plastics and its its uh, detrimental effects on reproductive uh, uh, reproductive growth and 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 so on, it's uh, we're we're gonna be talking about another uh, what, what do they call them uh, extinction level events and stuff. Yeah, like we've had seven so far. Now we're maybe we're on number eight. So if we can no longer have babies, there's the end of humankind, right? Well, test tube babies, and I'm sure we're going to have robots that carry on with our brains and whatever. I'm but. hoping. <laughs> I'm going to let it be 7,000 years old, yes. you know, robot body. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, as doing what we do here, yeah, promoting paddling of all types, and we're, you know, you see the, the younger people and stuff like that. Hey, you got to get into this, man. This mm-hmm. is, it's a lot of fun. Get out for the day, get out for a week. and These plastic boats are really cool. Yeah. And now, you know, everybody's going to start seeing this. Well, if we can't take plastic this and we can't take plastic that, and what are we doing? I know. What, yeah. what, what's our alternatives? But also, and I, I guess this sort of, you got to kind of ground yourself in this. It's like, there is a lot of stuff out there that can cause harm, right? You can't be worried about it all. In the end, you can't be worried about it all. What's your water filter made from? Plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those catadine eight liter or well four liters, yeah. but so in a big plastic bag, yes, I scoop four liters yeah. of water. Yeah. It runs through a plastic tube, through a plastic filter, yeah. through another plastic tube into another plastic bag. <laughs> I'm doomed. We're all gonna die. I know. 
Well, uh, my home water, I use a Brita at home. Oh. So the Brita is a, is a plastic yeah. filter. Well, it's got charcoal and sand and whatever. So but still, it's a plastic device. The question is, what is going to save us from all of this? I don't know. Switch because back to glass? Everything, everything's going to be glass. Could you imagine? <laughs> On a canoe trip and everything's glass. Don't <laughs> drop the pack. Oh, never mind. We're done. Trip's over. We haven't even made it into the water yet. Um, could you, I mean. Well, if this is all sensational and stuff like that, I, I'm curious as, as the the depth of effect on, like they call talk about reproductive abnormalities and the mm-hmm. control of mice and stuff like that. So it's, I guess if you limit people's exposure to, excessive plastics until they're finished their their childbearing years and stuff like that it's like at my age i don't really care about reproductive uh growth anymore yeah. right you know it's uh I, i'm i'm 50 i'm not having any more babies <laughs> i didn't know I you hope not i didn't know you had the first two <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh <clears throat> it, it starts to make you think like where can this where can you take all of this? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, know. you saw where she took the first one. Yeah. What what happened? So what what's yeah, next? I know. Like, What do they change to? Yeah. If you, so if it's all plastic, so look, what kind of plastic can you build a water bottle out of? You still need, you know, resilience and it needs to not absorb whatever you're putting into it. And mm-hmm. it has to be non-breakable. And I don't know, I guess we're going to have to go back to stainless steel uh Water bottles. Water bottles. Oh, man, that's going to be heavy. <laughs> Could you imagine everything stainless steel back in your pack? Well, nice thin. If it's nice and thin. Yeah. They'll find something wrong with that. I mean, just like I'm getting rid of all my lead cooking equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but speaking of, we grew up, I remember uh, camping equipment, like the, the pots and pans were all yeah. aluminum. Mm-hmm. And then a big study came out. That aluminum is uh, linked to dementia. Yeah. I think they've disproved that sense. Well, it's funny that they, they have. They, I don't know if they've disproved it, but they've shown that there are no real links. Yes. Would you consider that the same thing? Yes. And and what it was is in all the studies, they, they dissected uh, the brain matter of, you know, deceased uh, dementia patients and they found that there was a fair amount of aluminum that was in the brain mm-hmm. so they sort of made that link oh i guess everybody with dementia has aluminum in the brain and so i guess that's what's causing it or one of the causes but yeah it's it, it wasn't consistent enough so they've disproved it as far as i know yeah both my grandparents had dementia and they did a lot of camping mm-hmm. and their cookware maybe it's trees Ooh, maybe it's the trees that'll get you. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was like, are, are we looking at another one of these where, well, yeah, everybody thinks it's this and it's not really. Yeah. Or is this actually. But it is, it is staggering to think of the implications of, of the future of this. Like, you know, like we were talking about, it's, it's the switch from BPA, you know, BPA bottles to BPA free bottles. And, and now, now, now what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the BPA-free bottles are, then you've got to get the, oh, what'd she call them? You got to get the BPS-free, the BPF-free, yeah, 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 yeah. the BPAF-free, and the diphenyl sulfone-free. Free. Yeah. What's left? I know. <laughs> Clay. Clay. Pottery. Yeah. 
We're going back to the Roman times where <laughs> get those big old urns. We'll be bringing those on the canoe trip. But it's not like it's like instant death. This is just yeah. See, so it can have some detrimental effects, reproductive uh, growth and stuff. So I don't know. Anyway, something to keep your your eyes on. Yes, exactly. Um, that made me hungry. So let's talk snacks. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, do you notice though? That was a contrived uh, my segue. my beer glass. Yeah. Yes, yeah. glass. It's not plastic. Yes, BPA, it's BPA free. free. Yeah, BPA free beer. So what is it we're drinking tonight? I don't it's... know. You ripped the label off, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, Town Brewery in Whitby, Icarus, dry hop, Grisette. Yeah, Grisette. It is an unusual beer. It, uh, it's it's sort of lemony, right? Lemon pledge. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, kind of it's a nice musky, beer. stinky, lemony. I do like it. Lemon it's, musk. It's slightly better than the last one because the last one had... Uh, Floaters. Yeah, so it's one of those white beers. Oh, the lactose beer. Yes. Yeah, it had floaters in it. Mm-hmm. Yours looked like it had aluminum filings. Well, I shook mine up, so I had... Uh, mine was more milky. Hey, milky was pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, lactose It was milky. Yeah. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Well, we're going to talk snacks. What are your favorite snacks to take paddling? Uh, you know, I used to, sorry for shuffling papers here. I used to be a lot more snacky back in the day, but now I just, snacky. now I just bring random granola bars and stuff like that. But I used to mix my own trail mix, like salty and like the, the peanuts and sunflower seeds and chocolate and peanut butter cups and, you know, M&Ms and, you know, you get the, the mix and, you know, it was always interesting to throw the the gummy bears in because the gummy really bears sticks. would always be the hardest to chew so it's like <laughs> yeah <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah in nowadays i just i don't really snack a lot no no i know your kids do yeah well you have to keep them energy no, that's energized. exactly why they do yeah just keep them keep them energized yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think they automatically energized yeah um my kids were big on the snacking as well when we were out there Trail mix or gorp, good old raisins and peanuts. Mix of nuts, dried fruit, grains, seeds, etc. Billion and one combos. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the bulk barn. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I think it's to the point where you're like, no, I don't want those ones. I had those last time. I had those times before. Those don't go with these and these don't go with them. Oh, <laughs> oh M&Ms. <laughs> I always carried my trail mix, my gorp. In a Nalgene, BPA-free Nalgene water bottle. I think my water bottle, because a one and a half liter, yeah. it's a taller one, right? Yeah. Which you can't find very often. It's our hard find. Yeah. yeah. I think that's my one of my original BP added <laughs> water bottles. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I use for my trail mix. I yeah. fill that thing right to the top. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm on an overnighter trip or three weeks. That thing's <laughs> filled to the top. <laughs> But that's what I do. I, I do that. I go to a bulk barn and I take like peanuts and I always add some chocolate of some sort. Yes. Dark chocolate does not melt as fast as regular chocolate. Yeah. So it stays a little bit solider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah some nuts, some, something crunchy, something sweet, something salty. Yeah. That sort of mix it all yeah. up in that, right? Gives you that energy burst. Yeah. I used to go for the um, uh, banana chips a lot and stuff. I like did too, but I was, never, I was never a fan of them. Yeah. Oh, I, I enjoy them. There was a, 
I get tired of all the small little seed stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like the sunflower seeds, and there's other little pumpkin seeds or something that they always end up at the bottom. And I just thought that dehydrated apples were nasty. Yes, they are. Like f- plastic to foam. Eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those those are you just need to rehydrate. Yeah. Chocolate bars. Oh, absolutely. Chocolate. Yeah. Uh, big. I I'll buy one of those big chocolate bars. So big, heavy. They're about a foot long. And, oh yeah. Um, Belgian chocolate stuff like that. Wow. You can get them at Walmart for like a buck ninety three or something. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy duty chocolate bar. So it's high quality. Oh, it's high quality, the highest. <laughs> uh, but there's like f- fruit nut versions. There's with yep. hazelnut. There's dark chocolate. That's sort of Belgian. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I'll take one of those. Well, not a, not always a whole one, depending, right? But it's nice to just sit around camp and break a chunk of chocolate off and eat a piece of chocolate or something like that. M&M's. I like to add M&M's to my trail mix or just have a bag of M&M's. Yeah. You know, uh, licorice. Yeah, that's a nice red little licorice. treat, eh? It's a nice little I treat. I used to like black licorice, but red licorice. Twizzlers. Yep. Get a bag of that for around camp. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sitting there and... If you hold out that bag of, of licorice... <laughs> Nobody's going to turn you everybody down. Everybody say, oh, I'll have one of those. Because yeah. it's not something you buy all the time. No. Right? No. Yeah. Uh, chips. I don't usually take a bag of chips along unless I'm base camping. What's the, uh, what's the cracker chips? Oh, uh, crispers? crispers? Crispers. I take those. Because they, they're they a little they're bit harder to soup. crunch up into a little... Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're good, good in soup. soup. Yeah. But they're harder... Like with a... If you bring chips, they get all, they turn to dust, right? Yeah. But the crispers seem to hold their form a little bit better bit when more, you're yeah. hammering in and out of the, uh, the the food barrel and stuff. Yeah. And I will only bring chips if I'm doing base camping. Yeah. Because then I'm not hauling them around every day. They're sitting yeah, in, the, yeah, in the pack. Exactly. That sort of thing. Um, they're, uh, to me, that's a, I'm feeling peckish kind of food. Yeah, yeah. So when you get back to camp after a long day. You have some chips while you're getting everything ready for dinner. Exactly, yeah. Right? Yeah. You have just to tide you over till yeah. your big food's ready. Or if you're sitting in the hammock and you're reading a book on a nice day. Oh, yeah. Just have a couple of chips <laughs> going. <laughs> Frino, now we're gone, talking. Right? Now we're talking. That's what chips are for. Yeah. Jerky. Jerky is like everything. It is. All times. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. Getting up at three in the morning, go have a pee with a piece of jerky, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. And, and you know, it's funny. I used to, I used to, I always had jerky. I, I remember when I used to do camping and hiking out West, it was, you'd buy a couple of packages of jerky and stuff like that. But ever since I started dehydrating my own jerky, I can't stand the taste of pre-made, those, those pre-made chemically jerky yeah. things like yeah. from the 7-Eleven or something. I know so many people. It's like never that been now. the same. Yeah, we'll get them and if we're on a trip or something, driving yeah. a trip or something, it's like, hey, you know what? It's just in the gas station. You yeah. know, Tracy or... Doesn't take long to regret some, it. And you say, ah, I'll take a piece and you eat it. And you're just like, yeah, you know, this just isn't the same. <laughs> no. It's just... Ah. No. Is this thing BPA free? Yeah. That's what they do with all the BPAs. They put it in jerky. In jerky, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Cookies. I will get a bag of Oreos or fudge, usually fudgeos. Who yeah. am I kidding? I'll get fudgios. <laughs> I don't think I've ever taken Oreos. Um, I will put them in a Tupperware container. Like I, I won't keep them in the actual Just to stop them from getting crushed. Yeah. But I'll use them as dessert. Oh, yeah? If you have a nice steak dinner or something like that over the fire afterwards mm-hmm. and you're just like, 
that was a good meal. And everybody's like, yeah, it was a good meal. You open up a box of fudgios. <laughs> hey, have a couple of cookies. And no one turns them down. They go, oh, dude, Yay! steak and fudgios. <laughs> Who'd have thought steak and fudgios? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I usually bring something like that as a after dinner dessert yeah. or something like that, right? Since I got my, what is it called? Outback oven? No, not the Outback oven. The, uh. The folding, reflector. the reflector oven. Yeah. Since I got the reflector oven, like I've a couple trips now, I've I've taken cookie mix and yeah. baked cookies after supper type yeah. thing, right? Yeah, I've done that, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, you gotta be patient. On the Des Moines, we uh, we made a big tray of cookies, and it just turned to dust. You, we didn't. Oh, yeah? We ended up not even eating it. Oh, it usually was, mine end up being it too wouldn't thick, form and they into don't. A cookie. Uh, Oh, mine forms into one giant cookie. <laughs> but usually the middle isn't quite, because I'm too eager to, yeah. okay, the top looks great. You go to flip it over and it's still soft. And yeah. Go, oh, man. Oh, no. So, that's usually, so I usually end up eating <laughs> chunks of cookie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, cookies on the reflector oven take patience. Oh, yes. You must yeah. know your patience. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, last but not least marshmallows ah yes marshmallows have 101 uses <laughs> as marshmallows bait raw or cooked bait yes yeah. so you can get a fish uh s'mores you can also cut a banana in half you put it in a piece of tin foil you put in some chocolate chips and ripped up pieces of marshmallow, you wrap it up, and you put it next to the fire till everything melts, and then you open up the tinfoil, and you got a nice <laughs> banana chocolate marshmallow treat. Wow. There you go. I never thought of that. That's uh, cool. Yeah. It's not as easy to eat as you think. <laughs> <laughs> it is messy. Yeah. <laughs> Marshmallows have a thousand and one uses. Yeah. Um, I think that's, when it comes to treats, I think that's all. With marshmallows, I only bring marshmallows when the kids are along. I've never taken marshmallows just for myself. I used to back in the day, but yeah, anymore I don't. Mm. It's just if, uh, if the kids are going, oh, you know what other, yeah, this would be counted as a snack. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't do it back country, even though we could. We should. It's good. <laughs> Strawberries with marshmallow fluff. Oh yes, yes. You, I yeah. tried that after you told me about it. <laughs> Isn't that like that's amazing? One of the wonders of the world. Yeah, that's amazing. So you you take the green part off of a strawberry. Yeah. And you put it on your stick, your or marshmallow fork. Or, fork. Yeah. And then you get the the, the marshmallow fluff. Yeah. Not a marshmallow. Mm -hmm. It's a fluff. It comes in a BPA free plastic <laughs> container. <laughs> And you take a knife and you spread it around yeah. the marshmallow. Yeah. And then you roast it like you were roasting a marshmallow. Yeah. So when the marshmallow fluff is all golden brown and everything, it's heated up the strawberry inside and it releases all the juice and everything. Oh, yeah. And then when you just eat that in one bite, it's marshmallow, it's strawberry, and it's all juicy and warm. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw that on the internet and I had to try it one year. I got to do that. <laughs> we went through two, what are those? Are those quarts? Not quarts. Those are. One liter containers of. The one liter container. We went through one of those and a couple of containers. Yeah. And I think we were only camping for about four days. <laughs> oh man. They were just, I'll have another one of them. I'll have another one of them. Where's all, uh, what do you mean we're done the strawberries? <laughs> so those are, uh, yeah, some really good stuff. Yeah. There. So yummy. Oh, yeah, that's good. 
<laughs> now I got the munchies. Now I got the munchies. Uh, my BPA-friendly glass. Yeah. And I think that's about it. So we'll end the show, then we'll go get something to eat. Yeah, I need a snack. Yeah. So if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to listen to this episode and 136 others, <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, and a whole bunch of other little podcasting services yes. with some we subscribe to and some we don't. They just put us up there, which <laughs> is okay with us. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You can also find us on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com. If you have any questions or comments, go Drop to us a line. paddlingadventuresradio.com to our contact page, or um, we'll be getting a lot of things on Facebook as well. Yeah. Tell us how good or bad we're doing. We don't do bad. <laughs> <laughs> Drop us a line, even if you have ideas for shows and have any questions. Yeah. And don't forget the Ontario Winter Camping Symposiums coming up November 24th. Ah, that went up. We are going to be there. Come and mm -hmm. see us. We'll give you a sticker <laughs> and a little gold star. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. I'll see you next time.